guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, because you're going to die, because we're talking about Christmas evil. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's gone. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. I really appreciate it. Uh, just me. None of the other guys here do. <laughs> do me a favor. Head over to coldfilmandreview.com. Check out all the cool stuff we have there. We got videos. We got all the episodes. And then also leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. I forgot to mention also on the website, going back to it here real quick. You can leave us um, a, a suggestion for us to review a movie. Request a review. Uh, you can request a review. You can do that at the website. So do that there. Uh, and then, like I said, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Uh, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilmark. Hey, what's up? And I'm Michael Salustio. Hello, everybody. Tonight, we are talking about Christmas Evil. It was directed by Lewis Jackson. Came out in 1980. Had a budget of 450000 and was filmed in the U.S. Currently sits in an 83%. That's big numbers right there. On Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. This was Cody's pick. Cody, why'd you pick this film? (laughs) Well, I picked this film because Kyle wouldn't download the film I wanted to watch. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) true. It's pretty much what it came down to. I wanted to do Santa Slay with Bill Goldberg from 2005. Okay. And Kyle said, no, no. We could pick Christmas Evil. It's uh, it's it's on the server already. Well, Brother Ryan was like the catalyst yeah. on that one, and it's this big Christmas movie, horror movie that everybody talks about, which I have heard about it before. Um, so I was like, sure, we'll do that one because I hadn't seen it. Might as well, you know, if it's considered a, a classic, if that's what I'm hearing from the rumblings, then we might as well get it out of the way. Plus, this way you can screen Santa Slay for us, like you can watch it before we watch it, and then. Know if you want to pick it again later. It should probably just be in everyone's Christmas rotation, I think, along with like Christmas Vacation and the Christmas Story and Santa Sleigh with Bill Goldberg from 2005. <laughs> yeah, not mine. Not mine. And then right after that, Jack Frost. <laughs> hey, Chris, had anyone, uh, Chris, have you seen this before? <laughs> hey, Chris, had anybody seen this? <laughs> Chris, had anyone seen well, this? Let me Chris. ask Kyle. No, <laughs> Mike. Um, <laughs> Can't say that I had, Chris. I'd heard of Christmas Evil, of course. Um, I had never seen it before. Interesting enough. Um, somebody had mentioned it the other night, and then I re- also read this on Wikipedia, that this is one of John Waters' favorite Christmas movies. Um, so it's weird that I you know, I wouldn't have picked it up, like having known that, just because I like his films. It is weird. Yeah, actually, he uh, on the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, he does the commentary, which is Oddly enough, he does the commentary track for a movie he's not associated with. He huh. Maybe he knows more about it than <laughs> the anybody still yeah. available. He called up Lewis Jackson. He's like, I don't remember. I don't yeah. know. Like, what movie? Ask John. What movie? Which one? The one, the, one, the Christmas one? <laughs> I, was, I don't remember. That was on that. Coke. <laughs> Mike, when did you first see this movie? I, I <laughs> seen this. I see, I see it never a clock is when I saw it. Yeah, I've never seen this one before. Uh, I'd heard of it, obviously. Um, I think. I think we can safely say we probably all heard of this film. 
It's isn't it weird how we've all heard of this film, but no one's like none of us have ever seen it. Maybe because just the cover art looks cheesy. We just think we heard of it because it's so generic. Yeah. Christmas, what, Christmas evil, evil. Like yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah. It was just like I could watch this. I could watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. I could watch Black Christmas. You know, like it's like. Okay, there's a, there's a lot of these type of Christmas killing movies. I think you named them all. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot, like <laughs> fucking three. And uh, I only got I got room for two in my life. Oh, he's only got room for two, Kyle. I know. What that's, about that's a small room. It is <laughs> it's a small room. Though. I just think it's weird. Like I I've always heard again. I've heard rumblings of this film as it's a like a a, a horror Christmas classic. And then, like, never I've heard I ever heard anyone really talk about it though. Oh, it's always on lists. Yeah, see it on lists. I think that's maybe where I've seen it. Seen it, and I've always yeah, expected not rumblings. To see it. I don't think. I don't think no. maybe I've ever heard rumblings of it. You're right. <laughs> uh, well, it's well, just well. fucking lists of people going like, "This is this is the well, this is the greatest Christmas movie ever." A greatest? <laughs> Was that? Is it, you mean like you mean like number like twenty on the grade? Like thirty? John, John like, Waters says this is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's um, a list. That's John a list. Waters You're number right. one. I was gonna yeah. say that I think the reason I never watched this movie was like the poster it looks cheap as fuck and the trailer I thought I could have sworn this was shot on video by the trailer I was like oof I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch this one I rented the trauma remaster of this film Mm -hmm. right and I use the word remaster loosely very loosely holy shit dude I was like what in the hell I feel bad for you. We had the brand new yeah, fucking 4K vinegar syndrome, vinegar syndrome transfer. Cut. <laughs> I'll have to watch that because this is like they they did remaster it. I mean, on DVD, but still, and it is like holy. What is shit. it like? Lloyd Kaufman popping in on the side and going, no. "All right, kids, we'll just, watch out for this one." It's just a lot of there's a lot of screen grain, which I think adds to the film, and I'll talk about that later. But um, there's I don't know, it's. It, a lot of lines, a lot of popping. So it's like, a VHS transfer, and let's ooh, let's not yeah, call yeah. that let's not call that a uh, what did you what was the word you used a, a DVD transfer? No, I uh, uh, would say remaster. 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 It's, it's exactly. I think I think it's remaster. But, the fact that someone tuned the track yeah. like renovated live. No, it's, it is. To be honest, it's exactly cut. how I think Trauma would remaster. Well, something. it's definitely <laughs> the director's cut. One we watched was director's cut as well. Um, but there was still I, I would still say in the version we saw there was still some like. I don't know if you'd call those faults, but you'd call them things that indicated it was shot on film, like the pops, the the corner, yes. the top right corner pops were oh, yeah. every like five minutes. Man, at no point like, did I think the, that this was ever shot on video. Once we started, well, once we started it, watching like, it, yeah. No, but the trailer sure, the trailer looks sure like shit does look like a shot on video. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Sorry that you don't believe us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. that you, you, you have to you deny were, it. You thought you were getting something worse. Than I thought what I you was going to get something know. worse. Yeah, that's I thought what I was saying. definitely. That's why I, I avoided it. One hundred percent, dude. Especially like, and I'm a fan of them. So I in the room here, especially when I picked up the box from the in the video store, and was like, "Trauma released this." Oh shit! Like this could be shot on video, and that's exactly what I thought because of the trailer. I was like, "This is shot on video," and I flipped the bo- the box over, and it's like. There's a the picture d- of Lloyd Kaufman as one of the screen no, grabs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the screen grabs are the worst, like, are not from the remaster. <laughs> like, they're nice. not from the remaster. They're, they're from, from the videotape? Yes. <laughs> wow, okay. So it looked extra shitty is what you're saying? Yeah, on the box art, the one that Troma released that I got, and I was like, oh, fuck. I just feel like the artwork reminded me a lot of, like, like a, like a kid's cartoon, yeah. you it know? Reminded, like it reminded me of a it Christmas story, like a Barbera cartoon yeah, or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Didn't it doesn't scream like horror. Like I, I, I don't know if we should get into this now, but I wanted to bring up how much of 
Silent Night, Deadly Night came from this movie, like including like potentially the fact that like missed a missed opportunity when it came to like this one that maybe Silent Night, Deadly Night took liberties with. Um, including the marketing and like the horror of the marketing and stuff like that. Whereas opposed to this looks more like, like again, like a kid's movie and it's just got a happy Santa on the cover with an, you know, with like a clean looking ax. And you almost don't even notice that it's like a horror movie. You could blend in like the kids section. Yeah. I kind of got the vibe looking cause I was going through some of the vintage posters and stuff and for this movie and they even on the poster, some of the advertisements, they, d- they distinctly are trying to call out like Friday the 13th and other slasher yeah. films. Mm-hmm as associating itself with that and not quite associate itself as like, this is like Christmas or Santa killing people type of thing. We're saying that deadly night, I think push that. This is agenda a little bit more. I also think this is a harder film to market than silent night, deadly night, where I think silent night, deadly night is more, it's the same movie. Yeah, that's why I'm it's, saying. I think it's more of a slasher than this movie though, where this one's a little bit more of a character piece. Uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine we'll get into it when we get into the plot of everything like that. But I, I agree. I think this film, um, it, 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 it. There's less slashing and a little bit more like it's dealing with mental. Yeah, yeah. His mental. It's more of a character psychosis. study in a weird way. Yeah. It's like yeah. if they like yeah. put like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer in with like a okay. Claus outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> you know, what? we should get to the plot so then we can talk if it worked or not in this movie. What? Yeah. So we can then talk about it. So we can talk about what? Love you, Cody. Just tease it. <laughs> Just tease it. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so probably applause with Mike. Christmas evil. And evil it is. <laughs> evil it is. Uh, this is a story about, uh, it starts off with these uh, young kids, like any other Christmas morning. They're waiting for Santa to show up. They're on the door. They're on the, but they're doing something different, which my par- my mom never did. She never like, Woke me up in the middle of the night and like, let's sneak up on Santa. Catch his ass in the ass. Well, they're clearly trying to create a I get it. A moment. We'll get to that. Yeah. So they're there, they're on the they're on the, the uh stairway and they're sneaking around. They see Santa, comes down the chimney, uh, he puts the toys out, he drinks the milk, he eats the cookies, uh, and then the and then mom is like, All right, <laughs> time to go upstairs, right? And they go upstairs and one of the kids is like, Nah, that's not fucking Santa, that's dad. And the other kid's like, No. And he's like, Yeah. He's like, go down. So he goes downstairs, and what does he see? But he sees the Santa Claus, uh, who clearly has a stocking fetish, but not like a Christmas stocking <laughs> fetish. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's all up on the mom now. Mm-hmm. And the kid gets a little traumatized by this. Flash forward, this child is working a pretty dead-end job in a toy factory. Uh, he used to work the line, but now he's kind of like a uh, pencil pusher kind of guy. It's a suit. Yeah, he's a suit. And uh, the, the, the guys on the line don't seem to appreciate it, and the guys that he's working under, who are also suits, seem to just bully him around the whole time. So he's just beat up all the whole time. Uh, they come with this idea that they're going to give these kids um, these toys for Christmas, like sick kids or something like that, but uh, it's coming out of all the, everybody's paychecks. And he's like, well, that's not really... Or they, they, they find a way that they're going to profit off of it. Let's just put it that way. And he's like, well, we're not really giving them anything... Uh, if we're profiting off of this. And this guy snaps. He just snaps and he puts on a Santa Claus outfit and he gives these kids the toys and he goes after all the people that wronged him and uh, he pretty much attacks everybody <laughs> who um, obviously doesn't love the kids, apparently, I guess. He just basically extracts the Christmas revenge, right? Like he's kind of like on a weird just justifiable mission 
to uh, punish those who don't have the Christmas spirit, let's say. This is making me want to talk so bad. I know, me too. Because I want to just argue that. I want to argue with a few things. The only thing I do want to correct in your uh, okay. in your plots with Mike well, is... A- uh, as, as you all do. Yeah, there's, only one thing <laughs> I, Corrections I, with there's only one thing I really want to correct. Uh, you said they leave out... Um, Cookies for Santa. Okay, it's not cookies. They clearly what they, is it? that's the most weirdest thing I've ever seen. They left out like bread, toast, and like five <laughs> yeah. different condiments, and he could decide how he made his toast. That's I don't know who leaves <laughs> that out for Santa. Their own. Super important. <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, who the fuck leaves that out for Santa Claus? It was weird. Was he gonna make himself a fucking ham and cheese? <laughs> I just I my argument would be the revenge plot, which I feel like we can get into. We yeah, later. there's, yeah, we'll get there's into more that. we need I mean, to get that's into. Definitely yeah. we're gonna get into that. All right, guys, so let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Christmas Evil. I told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. <laughs> the grown-ups. And the kids. Christmas Evil. The non-believers. Watch out! And the screamers. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. And we're back talking about Christmas Evil. This is my pick. One thing you did forget to leave out in in the story of uh, the kid seeing his mom get her carpet munched by Santa um, <laughs> downstairs. I feel like that's what they were trying to allude to, but didn't go no, all man, the way I, with it. I, I'm not even joking. I actually do think... I agree. I think it's a fetish, man. I think it's I think a fetish, it's a, it's but a, I also a, think it's a pun. It's a stocking fetish. He was up in there. He, he was up in there, but he was all about he was He's all about being, hands on those on those fucking nylons, bro. Yeah. And I get the kid being creeped out, but you forgot, you left out the part where the kid's so creeped out, Harry... Runs upstairs, smashes a snow globe, and then cuts his hand. Dude, I, I, my, my <laughs> reaction to that was like, well, that's a little, that's a little bit of an overreaction, don't you think? I just don't know what it was supposed like to just, indicate. Like, what was it supposed to mean? Like, like he, he's a psycho. Like, wow. and, I, and I felt like he didn't even know the snow globe was even in that room. He just ran up to a room, and then he was like, oh, a snow globe, I can break that. Like, it wasn't like a planned Guys, thing. I hate, I hate, I hate to be. Do it. The dude looking for like the artistic no. merit of this fucking film, but honestly, he picks up a snow globe that has to do with Chris and he shatters it. His dreams of Christmas are shattered. Yeah, okay. so why he cut himself. <laughs> Very poetic. Why does he cut himself? So he can feel again. So he can feel, he feel pain. Can feel again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally thought I was like, "Here's where my mind went, though, guys. We're in this movie. It's a slasher film. I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna pick up the. I was like, okay, that's a weak ass piece of glass that's to go stab somebody with. Yep. Because I thought he was going to pick up the glass and go kill dad or something. And I'm like, okay. And then, then we got a crazy uh, Santa on our hands. Yeah. But that if he, didn't if he happen, did that, we no. would have had Silent Night Deadly Night. Exactly. <laughs> Essentially, that would have been Silent Night <laughs> Kind of kept yeah. hoping yeah. for that, honestly. Yeah. But like, that didn't no. happen. He just cuts himself. He cuts himself and he starts abusing himself. Yeah. And then uh, flash forward. Yeah. Flash forward. Flash forward. And he is, has, has blossomed into <laughs> one of the creepiest neighbors I would never want. <laughs> yes. Well, he's definitely, okay, so he's already in the Santa psychosis state, is what I'll say. He's, he's, he's I don't yeah, like to throw a lot, a, a, a lot of fancy words around, like I'm a psychiatrist right. in a Halloween film, <laughs> but I will. Right. And I feel like Halloween? Because he, yeah, in a Halloween film. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, like a psychiatrist in a Halloween film. Okay. <laughs> Got You're it. not going to Loomis us. I'm not Loomis nobody here. Okay. okay. 
Uh, so, but he's already in the Christmas state because he like wakes up and he's in like Santa Christmas silks. Yeah. I love those. Those pajamas are hilarious. And he wakes up to Christmas music and he's dancing and stretching. Yeah. You get a weird, like you guys, you guys guys think that's his, that's his 365 decor. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. At this point, I don't know what year it started. Or did you think it was Christmas? Well, no. no the, like the, every this movie starts... this movie opens about two weeks away from Thanksgiving, is when this movie opens. Oh, really? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. but that's pretty much when malls start adding Christmas stuff nowadays. So right. So the, I, that's <laughs> why I was like, well, is he it's just, around the season. Is he prepping right now? Is he prepping for the season, or is I this like his like his, his his every day of the year? It's I, I think you might be right. Santa's workshop up in his fucking I apartment. Think he might be right. No, I cut. In his part studio. of me feels like. It's the first year though, too, where he takes it far enough to because he at least let, let's, let's takes just, it far enough to dress just, like Santa. Let's just stop that right fucking there because if it's the first year, he wouldn't have books with individual years labeling who were good yeah. kids and who were bad but kids this, in his fucking neighborhood. But this is the, this <laughs> That's is some the, psycho ass shit. This is the first year that he <laughs> it just it slowly progresses. His first book is like kids I don't like. Yeah. Kids that are naughty. Yeah. Santa is saying the kids are naughty. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's list of people. Yeah. Who I'm gonna buy presents for. It, it just keeps progressing. It just. It, it just. I led, bought a hat today. It, really, it was red and white. It really <laughs> led me to believe he he doesn't invite anybody into that home because anybody who would see some leather bound fucking yeah gold leaf year stamped books about good kids and bad kids. No, people that have to be on guard. His ass. I feel like this people is... have to be on guard that for naughty kids and nice kids that could happen at any time of day. Oh, you don't have oh, friends yeah? to hang out with, dude. You're watching kids all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's called insanity. Oh god. It's called the creepiest thing I feel it's, like about yeah. this movie. Yeah, because it we is. basically we go from what you're saying him and his silk Santa pajamas stretching to some Yuletide joy to him on a roof looking creepy as fuck with a pair of binoculars staring <laughs> at kids in a trench coat. Yeah, in a trench coat, nonetheless. Looks like all fidgety and like weird and kind of just yeah. I was really expecting like oh, I, I thought that was, I I before we found out he was looking at kids, I thought this was part of his morning routine. Like he he he's spying on one of the ch- like women that live across the street. That's like his his morning mm-hmm. his morning yank. <laughs> his morning loner boner. <laughs> <laughs> Still trying to make it. Still trying to make, get there, guys. Trying to make it a thing. It is a thing. Yeah. Hashtag loner boner. Hashtag loner boner. <laughs> Don't ever hashtag that. Hashtag it all all, all over the oh, world. Man, right. Great. So he's got his binoculars. So yeah, he's got a rear window. He has got a rear window situation going on <laughs> with the kids in his uh, his complex. There's just you know they neighborhood yeah neighborhood this is New York yeah this is New York right? the kids in his borough how's that okay I don't know if it's New York it's yeah a they city show the Empire State Building yeah it is New York yeah, it, it is, is New York you're right it is New York we really learn how crazy this motherfucker is in the first ten minutes of ten this minute, film well yeah and like his family kind of knows he's crazy too yes and but from here he just kind of goes into his work life. Yeah, yeah, like it kind of just follows his life. Well, we have like we we get the first inkling of his like obsessive with Santa when he's shaving and he's like trying out the ho ho ho, and, the, and it was well, just like oof. which he never actually says ho 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 in this movie. He just laughs. He never says ho ho ho, which I have a problem. Well, that's with. what ho 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 is. It's ho ho. ho. But it's he a, never ho ho ho. It's a very <laughs> it's a hearty. Well, you know, he's <laughs> he ha has. He's a crazy Santa. <laughs> we'll get there later. Okay. Yeah. What, you think he's he not a, he, No, he's saying he's not a crazy Santa. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if we're talking about Harry's character, 
when you first see him, he's he works in a toy factory. He hates his job, and he's like really morose and just lame and kind of boring. And you know, except he has this one little tick, which is he likes to pretend kind of to be Santa. He's dabbling in it. But when, uh, my argument will be it that his performance gets much better when he becomes Santa. Like I did not like this character. Like what, the elite, actor's performance. Yeah, I did yeah, not like yeah. the actor's performance. I didn't really care for his oh, like. See, I agree with that. But then when he became Santa in this movie, that's when I started to be like, he's yeah. kind of shining right now. And I'm thinking maybe the filmmakers were more concerned about his Santa presence than his. I'll agree with that for real sure. Real persona. Really? I think yeah. he was great in both. Actually, I mm. liked him all throughout the film. His, I had no problem his, throughout the film. His performance as like a dude who is on the verge of snapping just was missing something. It didn't I, I was never fully sold on it. It felt like I was watching somebody who was acting. Whereas when he actually went Santa, like I felt like he like he he was in that character and he owned that character really well. well. I mean I think he's isn't this Fiona's Apple's father or something like that? This is Fiona Apple's dad? Yeah. No. Brandon Maggart as Harry Sadling. Sadling. Isn't that like what it is? Hold on. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying. That's cool if it is. <laughs> I'm just saying that makes his acting, his performance this film way <laughs> better, way guys. Better. I, 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 I'm mistaken. This kid. She's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it Brandon? Brandon Maggart. Yeah. yeah, Maggart. Yeah, Maggart. this is his fucking dad. Thank you. Holy shit. That doesn't change his performance changes, in this film. Changes his performance 100%. But it cha- not, it cha- not a bit. It, cha- it changes a lot. I li- I it love doesn't it. change I anything. <laughs> this no was 1980. Man. No, man. Fiona Apple's a genius. This motherfucker must have had something going. Had to have something to do with it. <laughs> See, I, and I, well, who's the mom? And, <laughs> and I disagree. Former singer Diane McAfee. Well, they, that's where it came from, fellas. <laughs> but you I, heard it here first. I also dis- Holy shit. <laughs> Anyways, well, that was in, that was interesting. It Let's was. get back to the movie now. I also disagree with you, though. I think he's solid throughout. I like his his deterioration as we see it go on, even though it's crazy within the first ten minutes. I feel like the way that he plays it somewhat stoic is I, it was just the right way to play it because then he does come to life as this Santa Claus character, where it's where it, you can tell it's like, oh, that's where you feel comfortable. You're calling it stoic. He's, I feel like he's stoic, yes, very much so, up until he plays Santa. Not at all. I, I feel like it's stoic. got it's got a real f- dullness to it, and I yeah, don't I think that was flat. on purpose. Well, like I thing. feel like he's so the, the thing that I thought was that I don't I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was just like played incorrectly, I guess. The way I want to say it's like he's oblivious to the fact that people are attacking him the whole time. Yeah. So at what point does he snap and realize it all? Oh, when he, when he when, sees the friend, the, the, the co-worker bar. in the bar. Right. So that's his snap That's moment. the one thing where he goes back and then all through his head, it's like, oh yeah, they were making fun of me this whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's when he realizes it. I guess maybe that just happens, no. but he's so nonchalant. I don't know. It's just like, there's I, not really a Well, that's my moment. biggest... Yeah, you're right. And they played up, like the whole opening scene is that... S- this is the point I wanted to bring up is that sex is this catalyst yeah, for some yeah. kind of you know craziness within him seeing his you know an idol Santa and having sexual relations with his mother did something to him and it fucked him up but it's never the driving force really ever throughout the film I feel like it doesn't mm-hmm. except for the little kid who has the penthouse and you know one thing no, we can learn no, is that sex no. sex and Christmas do not mix no like, that's not that I, I did not get that I'm gonna have to disagree I don't think sex is a catalyst I don't think it had, I agree I don't with think, you yeah. that's why I'm saying they set it up that way and don't play that off no I think they I think they 
okay, what I think happened is maybe they unintentionally were setting that up, but that was never the that was never it. It was all all about the magic of Christmas being fucking shit on. And it shatters this kid's reality. And it, it doesn't matter if Santa was going down on his mom or Santa was just having a cup of tea with his mom. The fact that Santa wasn't real is what broke this kid. He's, okay. And that's what they say at the end, which I agree with. I agree with them. But they do lead you to believe that sex is the catalyst in the beginning. I, I 100% I believe that. I didn't get that. I just thought it I was. I did. I didn't get that. I just thought it was a weird moment. Like, because the kid has no idea what they sex do it is. Throughout, they do it throughout the movie. I know we hinted at it earlier when we were talking about is this a revenge movie. But like, fucking uh, Garcia, Moss. Yeah, Moss Garcia. Moss Garcia. Nothing ever happens to that kid. I'm waiting this whole movie for something to happen to this fucking kid for being such a terrible looking at penthouse, breaking all the rules that upset this Santa killer. And what happens? He gets a fucking bag of dirt <laughs> yeah look. no let's not forget he got fucking slapped hard by his mother it's yeah and scared <laughs> and scared in the bushes which that shit outside of M- moss's house is so fucking creepy with the hands and the yeah, lips right and shit. i just yeah i didn't creep, get it creep me out still creep me out doesn't matter yeah, I, I, just didn't, I, I don't know yeah i just didn't see like the the sex elements were carried anywhere in this but film. I also just didn't see the same. That's where I'm getting with the revenge thing too, where I'm like, is it a revenge film though? Because everyone yes. who's on his naughty list just gets a bag of fucking dirt. Well, the, <laughs> the, 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 kid, the kids get, the kids get bags of dirt because I feel like he kills. I feel like he kills the, um, coworker on accident. Like what? The like, one no. the, wait with when the, he's you mean when he sneaks into their house and then tries to suffocate him well, with a fucking bag of toys. That's an accident? Yeah, it was not an like, accident. With like the, the with with the star though. That made it an accident. No, the only accident was that he didn't kill him by suffocation. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's so the he, only accident that happened. The biggest accident is that he killed him and woke up his wife. That's yeah. what I mean, guys. It didn't go to plan. It was an accident. No, oh no, 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 that's not an accident. <laughs> no. If I go in and I'm like, my goal is to kill Cody in his sleep and then I fail and then you wake up and you're like hey and then I kill you after that I didn't accidentally kill you my goal was to kill you it went wrong we, and then I got scared and I killed you more here's the, ca- <laughs> here's the case I'm going with for my client he went in there to give these kids some gifts because he did leave his kids some gifts before they, he that, murdered their father in, but because he's Santa Claus he's, Santa he's Santa in Claus. Santa Claus mode they, they, this, guy, just, this guy's insane he he is he is trying to he, he, I feel like he he's trying to make amends for two things that that in his psyche like one where he is obsessed with Santa Claus and he wants to make sure that Santa Claus is real and people don't mistaken it as a fantasy so that's why he's doing the gift giving the other aspect of it is punishing those that have wronged him so yes he is going to leave gifts behind before he murders their fucking father. Yes. Like that. I agree. <laughs> for sure. Because he's doing he's doing two things. One, the kids know Santa exists. And two, he's killing some asshole that fucking shit on Christmas yeah. in front of him. He says that's the worst thing about Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas this time of year. So he's he's already marked for death. That's why I'm saying he's a, he's an Avenger and a Revenger, right? Avenge means like He's trying to inflict harm upon those that commit injustices in the world, even though it's not done on him. He's basic- but he's also going after the people that definitely fuck him over. Mm-hmm. So he's a revenger as well. What you're saying is he's basically the Punisher. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If <laughs> with the Punisher, I guess that I'm probably okay. not getting away from the Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, well, go. I'll take it, actually. I he's agree. He's the Christmas Punisher. He's the... <laughs> Fucking great movie so far. Just look, it, it's pumped this movie up a couple stars right there. I okay, feel like good. I'm glad. Now that we know it's the Christmas Punisher, 
I don't know. It's just uh, that's like to me the only revenge kill in this movie though is really is really that one. Well, how many the, how many no. total kills? There's, there's four. Yeah, the one there's thing that, three in one scene. It's really hard to call this movie a slasher film. I feel like it is hard to call it a slasher film. I, I think it's more of a psychological thriller. Yes, I, I agree. I, I totally agree with that for sure. And and from that angle, if I'm looking at the movie from that angle, it's like yeah, they, I think they did a pretty good job of. Showing this guy's level of insanity, although I don't feel like they really, I don't feel like they really translated his break to me well enough for me to be like, oh yeah, he would totally go to this level. Because I felt like it just was like, he saw his coworker at the bar and then like, Ran home making that was a, loud yell. That wasn't sounds. the only thing. I mean, that toy factory makes shitty toys. They do. They're not Absolutely. up to his standards. They do. Not up to his standards. Not yeah. on, to and that anyone's will drive standards. You, that will drive you nuts, Kyle. Yeah. Day in, day in, day out, making garbage. That brings you to the edge. I thought that was probably the coolest set in this movie. Was the toy factory? Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be so much oh, better than it was. I know, but it, it was, was pretty. It was like a. It, it was basic. It was like they could afford like one, maybe two conveyors and Listen, about ten toys. They just recycle them. Yeah. Is this is a guy on the other side, like just running, like just <laughs> hucking, hucking motorcycles down. <laughs> <laughs> back on the shelf. Going for it seven. Wait, take the guy off. He wasn't on <laughs> at this point. I personally applaud them for what they were able to pull off for four hundred fifty thousand. I mean. That's a pretty good budget, though, for 1980. Yeah. I don't know, man. For some of the stuff, I, I mean, I like the way this film looked personally. I thought it was shot really well, and I really liked the lighting in this movie because some of it looked just, like, especially in, like, some of the bars and stuff like that, there were such dark areas that made it feel, like, even Dude, seedier and nastier. Uh, you will not get any arguments from me from the technical side of this film. Like, there are some shots that are some basic stuff which is fine but there are some shots where it's just like who the hell was running the camera on this fucking day yeah like there was some that are like cinematic swooping the lighting was all fucking like <laughs> impressive like who the hell where were you the rest of the yeah. film like they they did a great job mixing um like mixing technique into the the filming of it sound is like eh but that's whatever. Al- that's also why i go away from saying like again it's a slasher and it's more about this this guy's slow descend into madness almost mm-hmm. from him more he he morally breaks in a fact where he in his mind he's the like i asked the question earlier which everybody yelled at me like who's the villain in this movie we I, yelled at you because you were doing it off air and we yeah, wanted to actually capture this conversation I know. And, and i ask it again chris who's the villain in this movie well i don't think it's supposed to be santa claus i think he you know i think we're supposed to identify with him to some degree like no, I think they no. paint. They, they, Even they, with the end, listen, they've just painted on different people throughout the film. It's it's kind of like they just try to show you different versions of bad. It, it, yes, it's the same thing as like a I movie. Would, I think it's the same situation as like a movie like Falling Down, right? Yes, you're you're rooting That's for the guy. Great, he's yeah. going out. He's going after all these bad guys. But then at the end, you realize like eh, this guy's a piece of shit. Right, like he's no better than the other guys. And yeah, okay, so he's harming people that maybe I, I don't want to I, I want to see harmed in general like homophobes and fucking gang members and shit but like this film does the same thing yeah okay these guys the worst they could say is the, the co-worker was an asshole yeah can't say he deserved to die yeah you're right <laughs> you you're know right. it's yeah. like nobody really deserved to die no that it was a little extreme punishment Hold on, but though. you know because he did turn into a psycho so i guess it, yeah he, he is, is he is a, a bad guy but they try to get you as an audience member to sort of it is it's that get on play on side. your emotions yeah. that play on justice and like how easily it may be able to sway either side but at the end i mean mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree i was gonna jump in on that and just say that i think the villain in this film is just the 
the uh, the turning the back on Christmas spirit is how the filmmakers were trying to sell to you because it does follow the same sort of uh, like uh, the same recipe that you get from like early slasher films, right? Like, I mean, we had this conversation. We talked about the burning. Like, who's the main character? It doesn't fucking matter in a slasher film, right? You just have these pockets of people that have that have or do their own uniquely kind of shitty things that slightly justify the, them being killed in some way, right? As if you're looking at like the slasher film kind mm-hmm. of layout and guide. So I think that's kind of what happens is you have like those people in front of the church who are just kind of being dicks to Santa Claus. They didn't deserve to die the way they did, but, you know, and then the guy, the, his coworker is like fucking hating on Christmas. Or is he... Because of the end, are we to believe he literally becomes Santa Claus because he even says, I'm giving them what they wanted to his brother, meaning like, I'm giving them, they wanted someone to put them in check, who's being naughty, who's being nice, clean up the mess, I'm giving them what they wanted. Then he fucking gets out of there and literally flies away in his van. No, no, no. So is he no, literal? No, 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 li- no, you don't think no. he literal takes over as Santa Claus? No, what he I, flies away in his van. No, no. What no, I he w- dies. What, what, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> what I think. What I think. That if I'm gonna say any scene was artistic, it was definitely that final scene. I think it was the filmmaker showing in an artistic sort of way that he is definitely going to go on to be like you know this uh, a folklore, if you will of the streets and is going to be used by parents to help keep their kids in check going forward and to keep the belief of Santa Claus alive. But him flying in the van is just a very artistic way of showing that he, he's definitely flying off into the ages. Because, yeah, wait, just, his ass be, at the bottom of the sure, Hudson. You, you realize Selma and Louise did not get away from the cops <laughs> at the end, right? <laughs> Listen. They didn't actually fly over to Grand Canyon and get away, right? They did. <laughs> it's a lot like Greece. <laughs> they they, he flies into the moon. No, he, <laughs> he, fly, he flies right into that icy cold Hudson. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's Clearly, died. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's like a metaphor yeah. or something. Like, it, yeah, it's it's a creative way. Well, that, like going back to what you guys were saying, production wise, I think creatively, like this movie looks great and it plays well, and it <laughs> it, it definitely has like some thought put into it on some of these things, like. And and even though I didn't personally like the actor that much, I do think some of the performances, I could tell he was really trying to give it his all, you know, and do the best he could. The, but the production, for like, really sold it for me because this film, like, it's the longest fucking hour and a half, I feel like, I have seen in a while. That is the big, the big negative of this film is pacing is fucking It's a little bit rough. of a drag, man. It's a rough, it's a rough watch. <laughs> Yeah, so I there's don't... a lot of good to be said about this film, but the pacing is not one of them. It's <laughs> fucking slow. But you know, then again, that goes back to like where the expectations a slasher movie or like a Silent yeah. Night, Deadly Night. You know, like maybe that's why I personally maybe would pick that one over this one. Not to get too into it, but maybe because that one has more of the the pace that you know, and that's not saying much because that movie's that's, got its slow not, moments but too. Yeah, you also gotta. I think you have to give a little bit of like leeway because you're talking 1980. You know, there's not a whole lot of slasher it's films. True. It's true that have like kind of shown you the right. They haven't quite got the recipe down yet yeah. on how to like expedite the kills and shit. Right. So, and I, yeah, I agree. I don't really think it was ever meant to be truly a slasher. I feel like maybe that's 
the marketing team behind it was like, how are we going to market this shit? Like, well, it's like Friday the 13th, kind of. But yeah, this is really just about a dude's fucking mental break and his obsession it's, with it, Santa Claus. It, re- it really is, yeah, it really is hard to like, because if you ever seen those people or like met those people that are really into Santa Claus, it's, it, I love that people use this in horror movies because it is a creepy fucking thing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm creeped out by those people who are like, I'm really, like, I, hey, listen, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but Mick Foley, since he has retired, has gotten hugely into like Christmas and being Santa Claus and it weirds me out. It's just, it's a weird thing to be like, I just want, I'm going to be Santa. Like, yeah, I, I think I would ever dress up job, as Santa Claus. I get it. But... If it, it it's your job. Like, okay, this is what I do for, you know, living. I'm an actor or whatever. But a lot of these dudes are like fully like, they're they, hardcore into it year round. Well, think about it. Like ev- almost every kid that approaches you loves you immediately, you know? And I mean, yes, they're scared, but they know they're supposed to like, like you, you know? And and I think I don't need you, that kind of you can, no, but you can be the influence, <laughs> knowing that you can be the influence on making some kid really excited and happy. I think that does come to some people. You yeah, know? Like, and I, yeah, I definitely I agree. I, I I think it's also it's it's like he's a character that is so recognized. It'd be like if you dressed up as like. You know when they talk about like Johnny Depp goes into like children's hospitals dressed as Jack Sparrow yeah. and just makes their fucking day, but he's like the only guy that can do that, yeah. right? Santa Claus, like there's a nobody knows he's not real. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, sorry kids. Uh he's not real, so like anybody can as long as you're you're heavy, <laughs> you know, you can kind of get away with being Santa Claus. And kids still have the same reaction because they don't have anything to base it off of. But there is a creepy part of it, right? Like that's where these, that's the, the story. That's is, where these horror movies come from. Is some element sure. of fear that these right. people have had so where they write these stories. Yeah, the being essence vulnerable. of Santa Claus mm-hmm. is creepy as fuck, right? He's always watching you. Yep. Uh, he can tell when you've done bad things, yes, he can. and then he punishes you like based on those bad things. But he's not a god. Where is he? He's Where a mythical he? being. It's true. Like people like yeah. think about it. Like like Santa Claus is the same personification of God, right? He's kind of like Jesus. He always sees you. He knows when you're bad and what you do. He tallies that shit up, and by the yeah. end of the time, which in this case is just a year, you write a list of what you want and you right. give it to him. Prayers, and you either punish. Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this is actually. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be super religious, but it is like a weird way if you think about it historically as like almost like introduction to how Christianity works for kids, you know? Yeah, you know, it's not eternal damnation, but it's coal, and that's close enough. <laughs> On Christmas, might as well be. Yeah. Uh, I had might a friend well who actually got coal in his stocking one but year. There, <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many. Awesome. And once you realize that his parents are doing it, it's just like, fuck, man, your parents are hardcore. <laughs> they <laughs> meant we, it. You're an asshole this year, I guess. Piece As we shit. found out in the beginning of this episode, as Chris pointed out, there's tons of films with this three, three films with this like killer Santa thing. And it's always this there. It, it, there seems to be with either yeah, between but the like, writers or the directors, this creepy nature behind the Santa, which I get because I see hold it. On, Santa hold creeps on, hold me on. No, I, I don't know if it's that it's Santa's creepy that. Oh, well, that that's why. Like, let's be honest, like in Silent Night, Deadly Night, it, he was I don't think he was. He was purposely dressing himself up as Santa. That's just what he was wearing because he was forced to take that role, right, for the for the holiday party. However, what I do think it is, and I think it's something we talked about on a previous episode, which is like taking something beloved and childlike and turning it into something deadly is yeah. always going to be frightening to 
anybody. Like, yeah, but, I mean, but there's also the, there's also that unknown of like what Mike said. We all know that in real life, again, sorry, that there is no Santa Claus, and that these are actually people playing this person. And they're in actors. real life, they're actors. Though. In real life, though, the the Santa that you see at the mall or the Santa that you see, you know, ringing the bell. You don't know who they are in real life, and that is scary because they could be a killer. They could be, be a killer. the nicest guy in the world, or they could also could literally be taking a job. But but he, yes. but, he, but Chris <laughs> just made a point. He said John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It's like it. What Why is it scary? It's a beloved character. It's a got- clown. It's ironic <laughs> that the clown is killing kids, right? But John Wayne Gacy, same thing. It's like fucking. He's dressed up as a trustworthy. I, I mean, shit. Creation. If I if I listen to you guys, I'm just gonna be fearful of everything yeah, and every dude. person I meet. No, I'm just trying to. Figure, I'm just trying to tap into where, where this fear of Santa comes from and what it's about, man. Because do you have a fear movie. of Santa? It's I don't like Santa. I'm not a comparing, fan. Of Santa it's like putting opposites together. Can like someone dresses Santa, please. Something that brings so much love and joy and excitement and positivity and you know you look forward to it's the end of the year like it's this huge thing and then you contrast that with the most horrible thing you could possibly think of which is murder and death and blood and fucking stalking and this guy being a creep and you know not knowing what he's gonna, I mean like you put those two elements together and that's gonna make anything like it just lets polarizing. you know it just lets you know you never know who's behind the beard Chris oh my god you never right. know who's behind the beard right exactly you don't know who's behind the mask and then some yes. of them don't even wear masks you know there's just killers among us all over the next thing you know Santa's kidnapping kids out of Australia did you just recently start listening to like a true crime podcast or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Santa's, Santa's even scary in one of the most classic Christmas movies of all time. What's that? A Christmas story. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Very mean, evil Santa, even in that movie. God, Kyle. I will pay anybody that's going to dress up as Santa and show up at Cody's house. <laughs> I'm not a f- like, I'm not fearful of Santa. I'm just saying I get the creepiness. You know, and the ironic thing it. about it is, can we be honest? Uh, if Co- Cody, you could make a shit ton of money as a Santa on Halloween. You already got Halloween. like the face and beard situation going on <laughs> on Halloween. <laughs> on the Halloween, people though. he was just talking about that scare him. It's yeah, like, you should be Christmas. that. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, Christmas. But yeah, if you dressed up as Santa Claus, you kill it at a No, all. I don't like it. I don't trust it. I don't trust. That. You don't I trust yourself trust getting into the character. <laughs> yeah, I no, can't do it. Look Co- what happens when people do. They I'll start killing people. Lost. Yeah. Yeah, but this guy, <laughs> this this guy wasn't a mall Santa. He actually was trying to be real life Santa. There's a big difference between people who so do it. So a lot of those mall Santas are trying to be real life. Actors. They're no. actors. They're doing a job. I got one that comes in my work, gives me his card every time. I'm like, dude, it's not even Christmas time. Oh my god. Uh Kyle, we get that you love Santa. We get it, but some of us oh see my. past his lies. Uh, <laughs> this and is truly what it comes down to. We see to. the hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> and we see what it really is like. Can we okay? talk about this movie? I thought the kills were cool. I actually <laughs> I actually like that stab in the eyeball. I was like, ooh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I like the green pus that came out. I, at first. That is what I loved about the, the eyeball gag. Like that shit was gross. That was mm-hmm. a good one. That was like a throwback to the old zombie films. I was mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. You're right there. I was like, oh shit, we got an Italian the director. Guy was like a flesh and blood human being. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird. And then you just start chopping people. Yeah, yeah so can someone explain to me why he snapped on that scene? Can like, we be honest though? This was a part that I also was kind of like, why in 80, 80s films do this a lot, right? It's this idea that, like, people just walk, like, we're just assholes out in the public. Like, I've seen assholes out in public, but, like, they don't normally group together like that as an adults. Like, that's a kid thing, right? Yeah. Like, 
let, let's just paint this picture. He's dressed up like Santa Claus. He's in front of a church, right? right? On Christmas, not, not an unlikely thing that somebody might do. Yeah. At midnight, though. These four guys come down. And they just mock the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who does this? Well, yeah, it's like, who cl- fucking does clear, this? Clearly, he's going to not have a sleigh and reindeer because no asshole would assume that would be yeah. what he had. Why, why are grown adults mocking another adult in the street about dressing up like Santa on Christmas? Because they're so rich and powerful. Well, they, yes. learned, their, they learned their lesson, right? Yeah, they sure fucking <laughs> they sure did. did. They're not going to mock any other Santas. <laughs> they were to, drunk. But also, they just came out of church. <laughs> Dude, a no, lot of that fucking no, communion be, wine. They, no, because they were at the Christmas party beforehand. A lot of that was the Christmas party people. Oh yeah. Well, no. I like how yes. was yes, it? because the yeah. boss had to take the boss man had to take it was the just new guy. The to, boss and the, the new man. guy at the church. That, nah, it was a bunch they of people. They didn't bust the whole party. To people the are, no, no, they, yeah, they were like, hey everybody. All right, we're all gonna get blasted. Number one, we're gonna bang a number, little bit, uh, we'll go to church. Here's number well, one. They didn't bust anyone in the eighties. Number one, it's the eighties. They all drove. <laughs> they don't bust. Okay, there's no Uber. No, and plus those char- <laughs> the characters that get killed weren't present at the party. We don't know that they were all dressed up. No, I, I don't. They were wearing suits. What do you mean they're dressed up? Their faces weren't concealed. Kyle's right. It's it, as far as I know, it's only the boss and the, I'm only the, the boss and the guy. I'm connecting the dots where I have to for this movie to make sense. Anyways, so four <laughs> assholes come out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> and they start antagonizing him. That's why he kills him. But he's not there to kill those people. I think he was there to oh, at least do some sort of. He's there to to have 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 a go at his boss, the boss, for, and the bosses, yeah. the the corporate guy that came down. I can I tell you who I thought was going to get it and never got it? That old ass security guard. I thought that old ass security guard was going to get a molly whop and nothing happened to him. <laughs> well, this is a good segue because I feel like we've talked a lot about. The killing that he does in this movie, but we should, I think we should really focus on how much the filmmaker showed us him doing great, great deeds. Like, he <laughs> does great fucking deeds he in gives, this movie. He gives all these kids at this this hospital. He, he steals hospital. He steals a bunch of shit. Well, he makes his own toys, right? No, oh. he steals all the toys from his work. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of made them because he was working the factory line yeah, that okay. night. So, anyways, uh, he takes the toys because I, I can't remember what the plot of this was. It was something along the lines of where they were going to make the employees pay to donate. Yes, to, that's right. To the they, handicapped There was a children. way that they were not paying for yeah, the generosity they, of this. They kept trying to get the employees to donate money <laughs> yes. instead of the company who makes tons of money right. just doing it out Plus, of the goodness I think, of their I think, heart. I think, I, think, I think he was upset because they implied there wasn't enough toys for all the kids. No, no, no. None of them knew how many kids there were, so they didn't know how many toys they needed. And he was like... He was like, how could you not know? Yeah. And that's when he just went and stole toys. Right. But then, yeah, he drives down to this hospital and he fucking donates an entire panel van full of fucking toys. Like, I'm like, watch this movie. I'm just like, am I supposed to hate this guy? Because I'm like, that's a, that's a nice dude right there. Exactly. See, that's when he's not the bad he's guy. A, he's, a ro- <laughs> he's, he's Robin Hooding this fucking Christmas. He's trying I don't to- think you're supposed to. Like, that's the thing. I think at the end, you're supposed to you're supposed to question, like, do I love or hate this? Like, you're supposed to question, like, okay, what was it? Was he basically saying that where we are morally as a society has gotten so terrible that that he has to go and clean up the streets, basically. Yeah, Santa needs to come real, in there. Real hobo with a shotgun scenario. Kind uh, of. Yeah, I would have gone with um, something else. <laughs> Anything else. Anything else. Wouldn't anybody die in this film that didn't wasn't? deserve it? Yeah, well, I mean, everybody I don't who think died. anybody <laughs> didn't deserve it. But what I mean is like that didn't have a negative... He didn't kill an innocent, right? No. 
Nope. Not yeah. like an accident or anything. So it is, yeah. like like I said, it, so you can't say it's not a revenge film. <laughs> I mean, the guy's, again, the guy's in front of the church. <laughs> kind of innocent here, yeah. guys. Yeah. They literally made a True. joke about his panel van. Hey, listen. And he fucking, he fucking toy soldiered that dude right in the fucking eye. Yeah, he fucked that guy up. And we, then had a toy axe that was real, that was wrapped. And you just start chopping heads. I liked your uh, your your theory of the the legend to be told to, as as time has passed down. I almost feel like the the movie does take that approach, especially when he's on the run and then is in that neighborhood and the, all the kids surround him and are going to block him from the dad who's trying to stab him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fucking dad whips out a switchblade on tur- Christmas Christmas yeah. night. He's and going then it turns, for it. Then it turns into Frankenstein. Yeah, very much so. Like it yeah, literally turns into. And- Torches. Yeah, that was a oh man. That was that caught was me that off not, guard. Was that not weird? That was weird. I was wondering what that was. What, what that was, was more to be weird like was how representational of how quickly those town folks had torches. Yeah, they, they were, were prepared. To, Modern like, days, they had you would prepared. think flashlights, but no, Listen, they I, had. Uh, <laughs> they, I lived in Jersey, which is close to New York. Okay, <laughs> they had a community shed and full of kerosene-soaked well, torches. What you don't know is about New Yorkers. What they like to do. <laughs> Is they all in the community? They all like to have kerosene-soaked torches <laughs> ready to go for just such an occasion. You don't know when you're gonna have to you hunt somebody yeah. through the alleyways. Yeah, you you know? don't know in the Bronx when you're gonna. It, chase it is somebody funny down. though, isn't it? Like I feel like there is definitely more thought in there, this film there, than there is a than, conscious choice for that, and I don't know what it's very supposed to art, artist, There is points in this film where they try to really sell kind of an artistic vision of uh, uh, of their story, right? And I just didn't. It, I, it didn't sell me, and first of all, like the neighborhood he drives into is suburbia, and then he ends up in like you know apartments, like mm-hmm. brick town, brick brick townhomes, and I'm just like, where the fuck is this guy? Is it is it Frankenstein? Is the director trying to say that this Santa Claus is misunderstood, like the Frankenstein monster? No, I don't think. Sorry, so. sorry, no. it was a cool I mean, theory. I, I think he might be influenced by that scene in Frankenstein, yeah, yeah. but I don't think that he was like. All right, I'm going to make a parallel hill. No. Yeah. Someone <laughs> created this guy. He created him and now the monster's out of control. It's just a weird it's a weird thing to put in there though. It is. It is, but it, like, it also what, works what thematically. You, it, it looked interesting. What on else would scene, you be trying What screen. else what else do you think you would be trying to say with it? Nothing. I think he was just it's a, a good ending to a it's story. Not, like, this is not a good ending. Well, it's a familiar <laughs> one. Let's just put it that way. It's a familiar really? ending. It, I kind of like the ending. Uh, yeah, I'm like so-so on it. I don't know. Like, the more we talk about it, I'm thinking this movie is a lot more artistic than I, I thought. I also love it that was. scene real quick. You, you brought up technical way earlier and that you really like the sets, but man, you could you could tell they were not shooting in a place that has snow in that scene when his brother's falling down the hill. <laughs> There's whole carpets of snow getting pulled up as he rolled down that hill. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, can I tell you something? When he goes back to his brother's house and his his brother is choking him out and he throws him in the van and he just wakes up and punches the shit out of his brother. <laughs> I did not see that coming. That was funny <laughs> i laughed so hard at that <laughs> the like, hits in this movie were pretty convincing yeah. i have to admit i also love i uh, one of the one of the more humorous scenes is <laughs> when he actually fucking tries to do the chimney thing oh my god i was trying to bring this up <laughs> I, earlier i had to pause the movie because i thought like oh my god is this the end does he does he just die frozen in a chimney is uh, that how he goes out and i was like oh there's still 30 minutes i know so. and Gone, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, and then the way he gets out of it, he just tumbles off. I was like, man, that is the most even roof. Like, he didn't even roll. <laughs> I, <laughs> they, they can, don't that make was him like the most terrifying part of this movie for me. 
It like actually kind of made me, me cringe. Me like, anxiety, oh, man. man. Fucking stuck in Getting there. Getting stuck like that. Oh, that creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought how that I will say that would have been a kind of a cool ending where. He, it's just like it's like it's like the enemy shining, yeah. except he's just, just frozen, frozen, he's frozen in a in fucking chimney. They're craning him off. out. It's like a half hour into the film, you're like, like, oh fuck. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rate this man with jammer. We're back. Let's rate this man or jam. We're going to rate it toy soldiers. Let's start with Mike. I'm going to give this a three and a half. Um, I, what I like about this film is that it does a lot of interesting things. Yeah. It kind of actually passes itself off as a slasher, but what you really get is like a psychological thriller. I think it's really kind of cool. Uh, as indie as this film kind of is that it really kind of is a character study about this guy's descent into madness and there are weird things in it, like his brother actually actively knows it, and he's trying to save him a little bit. And it's just so much more about this guy going crazy than it is about like, e- like Chris- Christmas Eve. Both the titles, I should say, you better watch out, which I believe was the original title, and then Christmas Evil. It kind of like it doesn't really do the film justice. I know what they're trying to bank on. Right, but I never got to the point that like this dude was like necessarily evil as much as he was just super obsessed and he went crazy. Like you know, like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I just felt like this film does a really good job at building tension within a character and less about some like faceless murderer slashing up kids. You know, um, where this film gets docked huge on me, man, the pacing's rough. I think it's hard to watch sometimes. Um, it it kind of feels like it bounces around a lot. Like, it, as interesting it is to see this guy go crazy, he goes to a lot of different settings to get there, and he goes through a lot of different situations where he's giving presents, and then he's killing somebody, and he's going back and giving presents. I just kind of felt like it could have been tightened up in the editing room a little bit, or at least rearranged in the editing room to make it seem more coherent. Um, yeah. But otherwise, um, a, a good attempt... At something, <laughs> I mean, like a good attempt at like an interesting storyline. I mean, they didn't have a budget, a score. but they do it a is. pretty good job, man. Yeah. Like it's not bad. Three point five is a good score. It is. It's a good score, Kyle. Why uh-huh. don't you go next, Kyle? I, 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 I'm. I will. Thank you. I'm also going to give it a three point five, and I'm going to kind of piggyback off of one of the la- one of the last things you were saying, just about the pacing. Like, so I I didn't think that I ever felt like. Um, I'm getting lost in this film. Like I'm just getting drawn, like, you know, like tired or bored of it. But I did think like, man, like when they went to film this movie, somebody forgot a couple of pages from the script because there is a lot of scenes where it's just like, well, why the fuck is he here? Mm-hmm. How'd he get here? Like, where is this, where is this, his own shack where he's making his own evil toys at? Where is that even at in relation to this guy's world and stuff? But, Overall, I actually found the movie pretty enjoyable, and actually this conversation kind of solidified some of the stuff that I thought might have been, eh, I didn't quite get it, but through talking about it, I actually find myself enjoying this movie a little bit more. Um, 
I think the acting is uh, it's it's okay when um, when he is playing the um, I don't even remember this guy's what's the character's name in this movie Harry Harry when he's playing Harry it's just okay when he's playing Santa like Santa and Santa snapping fantastic it's it's re- it's a really good performance um, we touched on it just briefly but like technical wise like the cinematography the lighting in this film is done exceptionally well there is a specific scene. Um, and I, I, I read it kind of talked about in other reviews too, which is that scene of the street that's lined with light up reindeers and all like the plastic lawn ornaments lighting up, like just looks like slightly mesmerizing. And I was like, that's like a way cool shot for this movie. So I heard one reviewer, he said there was a shot. I think you might be talking about that one where he said that it was almost Spielbergian, like it looked like. Yeah, I think it was the that opening shot. of like a Spielberg film, like zooming in on a neighborhood and right. getting into it and that yeah, that yeah. and like the way the way the lighting was and it was slightly overexposed, so all the all the Alonamorns just had like a huge bloom to them and looked almost dreamlike. Like mm-hmm. that was like a really cool shot in a random, you know, nineteen eighties horror movie, I guess. But um yeah, three point five for me. Definitely go check this one out. Chris I agree that the conversation definitely boosted this one up for me. Um, I'm going to give it a two or two point five uh, small soldiers. Um, I wanted more. I wanted more from this. Yeah, I know. Like I'm going middle of the road. Small honestly, soldiers. what are they called? Small, toy toy soldiers, toy soldiers. But we'll go small soldiers. Uh, two point five small soldiers. Different, for, you want to wanna have a, a different movie? Go ahead. <laughs> Make sure your rating boxes are just, just copies of small soldiers. <laughs> Okay, let me take Kirsten, that. Kirsten no, Dunn's classic. Keep, no, you're right. Keep it going, dude. Keep Kirsten, it going. 2.5. Yeah, Kirsten Dunn's classic. I think I wanted more from this movie. I realized, you know, maybe 50 minutes in, okay, this is a psychological thriller. This isn't a slasher. This mm-hmm. isn't a movie. But it took so long for me to, like, finally be like, when the fuck is something going to happen around here? Like, I wasn't engaged enough with Harry as Harry to keep me... Uh, going on, you know, like with with what he was, you know, with his uh, slow descension into insanity, it just didn't it didn't suck me in. Like he didn't suck me in as a character enough to to pay close attention, um, and it all seemed so, you know, m- such small things that were like setting him off. Like and again, being led down the road of like, oh, is this some kind of like weird sexual trigger? Like in the beginning of the movie, well, no, it just seems to kind of be a weird, creepy dude watching little kids and taking notes and, you know, eventually he becomes Santa Claus. Now they do try to get you to like him, which, you know, what is a little polarizing and it kind of keeps you engaged. Like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? I don't know. He just stabs some guy's eye out, but he's also protecting children from their evil parents. You know, I don't know. It was, it had some moments in it that were fun. The cinematography and production were absolutely like the shining star in the film for me. Like the, it looked, it looked cool. Like, Definitely had a very like hard contrasty film look. Some of those shots, you know, definitely made you feel like it was Christmas, and it was it, it kind of you know rose above its budget as far as the look of it goes. But yeah, as far as taking that dramatic route, like I just um, it lost me, lost interest, you know, and and it only kind of like perked me up when the action would start. So. Um, it's not one that I would revisit every Christmas, but I wouldn't say don't watch it. It is an interesting watch, one-time watch, but 2.5, middle of the road, that's what I'm going with. 
Yeah. Really quick, I would agree with you. I think if anybody wants to watch it, I think it's fair to tell them it's not a slasher film, and it might set expectations a little bit better for the film yeah, they're going to yeah. get. I'm right where Chris is at, too. I'm at a 2.5. Um, I think there is, and we've said there's pacing issues with this film, and it's because there's so much of him just going places and hanging out as Santa <laughs> that... It's 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 this weird things where it's like there's so there's so many parts of him going and not doing evil stuff. It's really hard to call this fucking evil Christmas, or, or Christmas, or Christmas evil. evil, or yeah, or you better or, watch out, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's just it's just hard. I don't know. Like I, again, yeah, I, maybe that's the same thing too. As I was going into it expecting a slasher film, and yeah, I did realize that at, the, at some point that it wasn't, and I'm like. Okay, but even then, you don't get like the greatest of um, psychological thrillers with that. So, I don't know. I think it's a two point five. I don't think it should be on every. It's no Santa Slay. Let's just be honest. It's no Bill Goldberg. You're nice. It's, you know, but so ridiculous. I do think that man, they should really revert it back to the original title. You better watch out. I think it's a much better, much so more I. fitting title for the yeah, film. No, you I get. know, and, and you I know agree. what I thought when I. Because the version that I don't know what your trauma version, that what what does it say as the opening title of the film? Um, in the credits, said you better watch Christmas out. Evil. It's Christmas Eve. Said you better watch out. Mine said you better watch it out did. on the Plex server. Yeah, oh, it definitely yeah. did. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a cool title. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, the immediate thought I was think was like, yeah, I imagine there was some dude saying like, nah, man, we're about eighty slashers nowadays. That's popular. Christmas yeah. Evil yeah. sounds better. It has a really chopping mall. Well, it was like, um, Black yeah. Christmas. Well, it even right. looks like the Black it Christmas. Was, yeah. uh, it was re-released in '83. This film was, and I think that might have been one it picked up. Okay, that its makes sense. Title. It's just, it's just a more. T- it's a title of its time. Let's yeah, put it that yeah. Way. You better watch out. It's a way better title, and it and yeah. it definitely doesn't sell me on. I'm getting into a slasher film. I'm getting into a kind of eerie, weird mm-hmm. Christmas film. Yeah, because so. if you're gonna go off of this saying that this is a slasher film, this would not be a very good slasher film. Like this would be bottom of the bear. Like yeah. it wouldn't even this get is a like two prowler point, status. It wouldn't even get a two point five. <laughs> no, I even think would put prowler ahead of it. Like, as far as slashers go, yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, but I think it's more of a psychological duo. And I think there is some really cool stuff in this film. Like, again, I agree with you as far as uh, production value goes and um, what they were able to do with the camera, really good. But I mean, from a story aspect, there was just so many holes in the story where it's just like, ah. And then that ending, even though it's supposed to be an artistic representation, still it's like, ah. I like that ending. I though. thought the ending was probably one of the best parts. I, I thought this. I loved it. It's one of those yeah. movies that it just has those what the fuck endings, and it's similar Definitely. to it's similar to the one we recently reviewed, Rock and Roll Nightmare. It's just yeah. like what, and that's what this one was. It was like, why is he flying? <laughs> Santa on a sleigh. Yeah, exactly. and like there's a voiceover like. <laughs> I had a problem with the, the voice. book of Christmas was closed. Yeah, and it was just like, what? <laughs> Did any of this happen? <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Do us a favor, head over to uh, social media, follow us there at Cult Film underscore Review on Twitter, Cult Film Review on Instagram. Make sure you check out our Facebook, p- our Facebook page. Facebook page. Ma- <laughs> Make sure you check out our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Also, <laughs> head over to coldfilminterview.com. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Hottest item this Christmas. I'm telling you what. All the kids in your family are asking for them. They said, get me that cool Cold Film Review t-shirt, mom and or dad. So pick that up for them. 
Cold Film in Review. Also, stop listening to Cold Film Review with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> we are not a kid show. No, they love it. The kids love us. <laughs> I hear you. Well, not not this episode. That would be destroyed the fantasy of Santa. That's true. <laughs> Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show and at ColtFilmInterview.com to request a film for us to review. You can follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike's on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time. 